The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on the line we have Hayley Edwards, who is a veteran, to discuss the issue of this Veterans Royal Commission here in Victoria. Hayley, thank you very much for being on the program this morning. Uh, Good morning and good morning to everyone listening this morning. Well, first of all, can you tell me about your experience um, serving? Yeah, sure. So I served in 1999 till roughly around 2004. Uh, I left uh, school and pretty much joined the Royal Australian Air Force uh, Air Force immediately. Um, had an interesting experience and here I am, uh, I'm 40 and now we're looking at a Royal Commission into um, Australian Defence Force member uh and veteran suicide, which is very, very welcomed. So you lost one of your best friends to suicide while you were serving back in 2002, is that right? Yeah, correct. So we were serving actually in, in Melbourne at, a, at an Air Force base in Melbourne and um, my uh, very best friend and colleague, we lived together and she did take her own life in 2002. Um, this is actually quite an anomaly um, if you look at the statistics. The Australian Institute of Health and Welfare have identified at-risk groups um and those at-risk groups are higher rates of suicide for ex-serving members who left involuntarily. So this was quite a unique scenario um, and, and tragic one at that. Was there an indication of why they decided to take their life? Did they leave an explanation or anything like that? No, the um, scenario was heavily investigated, not just by the military police, but also um, civilian police. And yeah, no one had any idea. We were very, very close. So I had no inkling or rationale behind it. She was a mum, married, happy, healthy. Um, yeah, really, really tragic scenario. It must have been extremely confronting, as um, you sort of mentioned there, and you can only imagine for a civilian who hasn't served just what that would be like when you build a relationship with someone and then that happens. I suppose the question is, what was it like back in 2002 serving compared to today? Are we more aware today of the issues around PTSD and mental health? Look, I would hope so. I I exited the military in 2004, so I couldn't give you first-hand experience to what it's like now. But since uh, 2007, sorry, there have been almost 21 reviews into veteran um, suicide, self-harm, mental health into ADF personnel. So I would hope that after all those inquiries that there would have been some really um, strong statistics to make some changes internally. You'd certainly hope so, but um, there's the concern always with the Royal Commission, and I said this before you came on, that you watch it and uh, the Royal Commission has public hearings and you watch the evidence and it's very moving. We've had a number of Royal Commissions here in Victoria over the last few years, but then uh, people sort of move on with their lives and there doesn't seem to be that Mm -hmm. real systematic change to organisations. So it's really got to be about what recommendations the Royal Commission comes out with and whether the government opts to follow them. That's on the money there because um, the the Royal Commission itself 
um, needs to take action with the recommendations, not just sit under consideration for years on end and another document to sit on someone's desk. So that is the risk with any any royal commission, as you've just pointed out very correctly there. Um, Dr Peggy Brown, I mean, her opening address last week, and she is one of the commissioners on the Royal Commission, sums it up perfectly. Her final comments are that this Royal Commission must focus on two things in particular, accountability and compassion. So accountability is one important factor. We just cannot have another Royal Commission following this one. This has to be the Royal Commission that ends the need for any future uh, Royal Commissions. Are there any things that stand out to you as changes that could be implemented, whether it's recommendations that could be made or systems that could be improved to support veterans? Absolutely. And in particular, um, the suicide rate for those who left involuntarily for medical reasons. So they're individuals that have uh, joined the military and had injuries or had health problems and have been medically discharged are three times um at risk or three times higher um, than ADF personnel that leave voluntarily. Also, people that are aged under 50 were also three times more likely. So I think that is a very, very strong factor. We do have a a large portion of medical, uh, sorry, ADF personnel that have been medically discharged and it is fact that they are three times more likely um, to, to take their own lives. So that needs to be acted on and acted on extremely as a as a urgent um, implementation. Do you know a lot about what that process is like and what support is available for people that are involuntarily discharged due to medical reasons? Yes. Well, well back in 2004, I had colleagues that were medically discharged and the process is arduous, demeaning, um, what, what other word can I use for it? That the processes that are put in place when you are medically discharged um, are, are really, really challenging for for ADF personnel. Dealing with DVA, there has been an inquiry into dealing with Department of Veteran Affairs, um, how difficult that is. And especially if someone is experiencing mental health and wanting to go through a DVA claim, the, the complex, the complexity of the paperwork that you have to go through and the hoops that you have to jump through are just, it is mind boggling. Um, there was actually an independent inquiry, uh, back in 2017 around, um, a veteran who ended up taking their own lives and it was their dealings with DVA and how they were dismissed. Um, repeatedly for for their experiences and could not get the assistance that, that assistance they required. So there is a real issue there um, that needs to needs urgent urgent attention. Um, what do veterans get in terms of support for their mental health after their discharge, whether that was voluntary or otherwise? Well, speaking from personal experience, I had none. A lot a lot of a lot of I can't I can't give you firsthand experience of what someone would experience right now if mm. they voluntarily or involuntarily left. I'm sure it's a lot better. There are lots of services out there for veterans that that can seek help. Um, whether whether that is that that's them basically um, you know reaching out themselves, not not a, a plan to help help ADF personnel. There's places like Open Arms and Veterans Counselling, which is a free service, Open Arms Intervention Page, uh, Defence All Hours Support Line. So there are support 
out there. Um, there's Lifeline, things like that. But whether that person wants to reach out, there's a lot of shame around it as well, to be completely honest. So you join the military, you are so proud. Then you don't know what's going to happen during your service. You get chucked into all of these circumstances. Uh, those scenarios can have ripple effects for the rest of your life. So there is a bit of shame around being, one, medically discharged and two, asking for help after the fact because that's why we joined. You know, you joined to um, to, to be put into those um, scenarios or into those circumstances. So the, the support we give to those uh, ADF personnel after they leave is the, the key factor with this Royal Commission, I believe. Just the things that uh, veterans have had to go through and the things you would have seen while you were serving. I mean, it's concerning, obviously, um, to think that there wouldn't be enough support because I'm assuming that there are PTSD ramifications for your entire life after you've served. Absolutely. And that is one thing. So in 2002, I was in the aeromedical evacuation team uh, for the Bali bombings. So we went over there on the, on the Saturday and got home on the Wednesday afternoon. No sleep or anything. It was, it was obviously a, uh, high, um, high risk and, and very, um, dynamic scenario. Uh, we reported back to um, base at about on uh, lunchtime Wednesday and we had to report back to work 7am Thursday morning. No debrief, no nothing. Um, so, and please don't get me wrong because I think the thing with this is this, this scenario as well is I never would never, I am so proud to have served my country. Mm. I am so proud to have been an ADF personnel. I'm so proud to have been an Air Force medic. Um, and I think a lot of um, people struggle with speaking out about it because they do not want to de- be disrespectful because we value our service highly. Otherwise, we would never have, you know, joined. We loved, we, we are so proud to have served our country. So speaking out has a bit of a double-edged sword because it almost feels like you're criticising um, the, the system, which in a way we are, but we have a deep, well, I have a deep love for, for defence and, and serving our country. So I think that is a real challenge for ADF personnel as well. Is that what drew you in back in 1999, the idea of serving your country? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just so proud. And, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today if I, if I hadn't taken that path. So I was... Uh, just after year 12 and not long after that I joined and it's the best best and worst experiences of my life but it really shaped me to who I am today so I, I have no regrets. How do you think it shaped you as in how did it change you in terms of the person you are now against the person you were back in sort of pre-1999? A lot more discipline, uh, respect, uh, value, valuing country, I think that's that's something really important, and um, I think that's can be a great path for for youth today as well. Uh, I think that can be lacking in. I have four children and a couple of teenagers, and, and um, yeah, sometimes I think a bit of military service wouldn't do them any harm. So it's, it's about it's about respect and. Yeah, I think that and, and valuing our country and being so grateful for, for the country we live in. We are, we are the luckiest people on the planet. Well, thank you very much for being on the program this morning. Of course, we'll be watching what happens with this Royal Commission with a lot of interest and we'll see how it plays out. But I think uh, you've really got to have something meaningful and let's hope that's the case. Absolutely. Thank you so much for speaking with me this My morning. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Hayley Edwards with us there, a uh, veteran and uh, former Royal Australian Air Force medic. 
The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.